gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Monday Motivation. This is Rabbi Garfinkel of Project 613 here in Chicago with really a very powerful message for all of us, podcast producer included on this eighth day of Hanukkah. And yes, we are on the eighth day of Hanukkah, Zos Hanukkah as we know it in our sources. We lit a full menorah this Sunday night and all throughout Monday. We feel the special vibes of the eighth day of Hanukkah. Now, eighth day of Hanukkah is so special because just as the natural world is represented by seven, seven colors in the electromagnetic spectrum and seven notes in a natural scale and seven days of the week represents a natural cycle. We have eight. Eight in Judaism always represents one above nature. Eight days for a bris, for ritual circumcision of a Jewish boy, which explains why the Jews do not follow the natural pattern of Jew- of regular history, like all the other nations. They rise, they fall, they're done, they make a big splash in the world. But we Jews, we are connected to above nature. It doesn't make sense. When I was a undergraduate history major at Stanford University, none of the professors wanted to ever talk about how the Jewish people are still around, which is probably the most salient, obvious question, and most important question to ask about Jewish history, but they never wanted to address it, because, quite frankly, there are no rational explanations. We are here because of the Almighty. We are number eight. We are above. So today is the day, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening out there in podcast world, eighth day of Hanukkah is above nature. It is beyond. This is the day if there's something you want to pray for, there's something that you need that just is not working. The natural (laughs) constrictions of the world are not letting you have it. This is the day to pray. God opens up heavens and we go above the natural order of things. Boy, Oh boy, do I know I have certain things that I would like to pray for. And I invite all of you as well on this Zos Hanukkah, on this eighth day of Hanukkah, to tap in to this incredible above nature power. All right, so here we go. We're going to start with Joseph, which is in the Torah portion of the week. And we are going to go to um, a message that's very powerful. Now, I want you to know, I, <laughs> I record these Monday Motivation podcast Sunday night. I figure those people, there are people literally around the world. I want it to be available Monday morning um, around the world. And usually I just whip it out because just it, it flows. I want you to know I've put a lot of preparation into this podcast because we're going to talk about some very powerful things. And sometimes when you sp- speak about powerful things, it's going to ruffle feathers. So everyone, fasten your seatbelts. Get ready. And on your marks... Get set, go. All right, here we go. Joseph, we all know Joseph. Joseph was the one who became the ruler in Egypt. He was the one who was sold by his brothers. And he had many bumps in the road, always being thrown down to the bottom of the pit and then rising up to the top. And one of the times he was sold to Egypt, he was sold into Potiphar's house. And he rose 
basically to the run his entire estate uh, but Potiphar's wife had his had her eyes on Joseph and tried to seduce him day after day after day after day and as a 17 year old kid can you imagine the pressure of the the wife Potiphar's wife and Joseph kept refusing no 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 and he was the model of moral um exemplary behavior, especially in the area of intimacy. And what happens? Finally, she corners him. She grabs his garment. She starts to really do it. And Yosef says, no, I can't do it. And he runs out. And now the Potiphar's wife has Joseph's clothing and she tells her husband Potiphar and he's outraged. And the two of them, according to the Midrash, is not in the verse, the Midrash, very powerful insight. And they say that they grab him by the ear, each one on each ear, and they drag him down through the streets of Egypt, of Mitzrayim, and people are cursing Joseph, and they're spitting on him, and they're degrading him, and they're bringing him down to the court for sentencing, and they're saying, oh, that Ivory, that Hebrew, see, that dirty Jew. And that was the first time that the term dirty Jew, the Ivory, the Hebrew, was used, the dirty Hebrew. Okay, and there's an unbelievable gematria. Gematria is the numerical equivalent of the uh, Hebrew alphabet. So Yosef, each, well, so for example, Aleph is one and Beit is two. So if you look, do the word Yosef, Joseph, his word it, it adds up to 156, which also, another word does, Zion, 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 which represents the Jewish people, is also 156. And the Midrash says that, that whatever happened to Joseph was going to happen to the Jewish people. And so therefore, look at what happened to Joseph. Joseph was the paragon of morality. He was the one who said, no, I'm not going to give into this illicit, intimate act. And yet he was the one accused of being immoral in that very area. The er very area that he shone and he was excellent in, the non-Jewish oppressors accused him of being the one who sinned in that area. Asius Potiphar is, you know, traipsing him around like Joseph is the one who's the guilty one when really she was the guilty one. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is much of Jewish history in a nutshell. We have been accused and ridiculed of the craziest accusations throughout history, especially the last 2,000 years in our exile, when we weren't on our own land, but we will get to where it applied to when we were on our own land in the story of Hanukkah very briefly. I mean, how do we even go? I mean, the, the accusations of the Catholic Church against us, that we were the murderers, that we were spilling about, that, that we were the immoral ones. I, this is, okay, again, this is where they get sensitive. Oh, my goodness. You can never criticize them, and you can't even call out historical fact about what the church was to us and the Inquisition and the Crusades, not in that order, but Crusades, then Inquisitions. And we can go on and on throughout history. And even Hitler himself, he justified what he did because we Jews are the murderers, we're the parasites. We are the ones that needed to be wiped out. Okay, but there's only one thing worse than the non-Jewish nations accusing us of the worst things is that when we Jewish people begin to believe them, we have an historical Stockholm syndrome 
we we begin to believe our accusers. We we adopt the idea that somehow we are the bad guys. That has happened throughout history. Some of the worst uh, people in uh, the Middle Ages of the Inquisition was was Torquemada. Torquemada was descended of Jews of Jews who were forcibly converted. And, and the pain and agony that he inflicted on the Jewish people is crazy. The burning of the Talmud in, in 13th century France was led by Nicholas Donin. He was a Jew who converted to Christianity. And later, a couple decades later, Pablo Cristiani was a Jew who uh, debated the Ramban Nachmanides and tried to convince every Jew possible to convert Christianity and blamed the Talmud on our oh, morality, which well, he actually was right. <laughs> it's the basis of morality and wanted to have it destroyed. Okay. Now, where does this come up with Hanukkah? What does this have to do with anything? Because we learn this story. It's that the Maccabees fought against the Greeks, and that is true. But there's a layer that is not talked about, but it's true. Who invited the Seleucid Greeks to come to Jerusalem to get the great treasures that were in the Beit HaMikdash, in the Holy Temple. You know who they were? They were a group of Jews called Misyavnim. Yavan in Hebrew means Greek. Amit Yaven is a reflexive. Lehit is a reflexive, which means they made themselves into Greeks. Yavan is a Greek. Mit Yaven means someone who made themselves into Greeks. And these were Jews who lost confidence in the rightness of our Torah. And they were, they were dazzled by the flash of Greek culture and Greek philosophy. And it was exciting. And there was Olympics and architecture, which, you know, and philosophy. And there's nothing wrong with Greek culture prima facie. But when you dig a little deeper, again, there's nothing wrong with beauty. Greeks loved beauty. Go into any of our synagogues. We love beauty. We love beautifying our mitzvahs. What was the problem with Greece in a nutshell? Again, there's an hour-long class. On, in a nutshell, on one foot. The issue was they made beauty their ethic. They made it their touchstone of morality. We, we believe morality is morality. I Thou shalt not murder. But when beauty becomes not an extra goody that we bring to the table, but it becomes the main course of how we view the world, then beauty becomes ugly very quickly. One example, any child that was deformed, any Down syndrome child or any other child was literally left exposed. They, they put babies out to die because it didn't fit into the utilitarian system. Okay, This has huge ramifications in terms of our own society, end of life issues, etc. These Misyavnim were so dedicated to the Greeks, they actually fought with the Greeks against the Jews during the war. You don't hear about this. That was the battle. The battle was that Jews had so become taken by the accusations of our enemies that they became our enemies. And that was the great fight during this entire period. It was an internal battle as much it was an external battle. Who is a Jew and what does a Jew stand for? And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the battle, unfortunately, today. This is a battle, and I, 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 I deserve an entire podcast on Israel and the importance of Israel and, and why Israel is so important to us as Jews. But I want you to think back to May. 
May 2021, when there were rockets by the terrorist group Hamas falling in Israel, where innocent civilians were literally being terrorized. And a group of close to 100 rabbinic, quote-unquote, incantorial students from various non-Orthodox schools stood up and and wrote an open letter crying tears. Cry, we need to cry bitter tears, bitter tears for the Palestinians. Oh, excuse me? Jews? Jews? Anyone? Anyone? Hamas? Terrorist group? Jews sending text messages to people? Get out of the building because we're going to blow it up? Phone calls to tell people to, to leave the building because we're going to blow it up? Are, are you kidding me? There's no moral, more moral army on planet Earth. And yet you listen to the news and you listen to the sound of the modern day Greeks and we're the most immoral. It's literally mind boggling. Now, I'm, I'm all for accountability and no country's perfect, but the accusations are totally patently false. And this group of quote unquote future leaders, and go ahead, Google the letter, is absolutely repulsive. I could not even believe that these are the future leaders of the Jewish people. Usually it's like a milk toast back and forth. Oh, we, we have sympathy for the Palestinians, but also the Israelis and the Jews who were, no, 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 no. It was not, it was 100% anti-Israel that in social justice and the Jews are in the wrong. And that's the future of American Judaism. They themselves say we're the future leaders of American Judaism. Really? That's where we're headed. We're headed that we can't believe in our own cause of self-defense. We can't believe in our own right to our own ancestral homeland. And that's only one example. And now, if I even bring up the issue of assimilation, the fact that we Jews don't even know in America what is so special about being Jewish. We are the most special nation ever to exist. We're more than 3,000 years old, close to 4,000 years old since Abraham. We've given the world morality and ethics. And yet, if you ask me, why should you marry a Jew? Oh, it's racist. Oh, oh you just only want to marry a Jew? It, that's racist. Race? Why is that racist? Why is that racist? Why is it terrible that two Jews should marry each other and we should stand up and say, yes, two Jews should marry each other? Now, if you're hanging out here at 14 and a half minutes of my podcast, you should know that I have had hundreds, if not thousands, of students who are intermarried, who come from mixed backgrounds, and everyone is welcome. So don't take this philosophical position statement as saying, oh, Rabbi Garbage was a radical. No, 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 I might be a radical. I'm a radical to say that two Jews should marry each other. That is, that is because we have precious values that we both, husband and wife, need to be on the same page to be able to raise their children with those values. Now, that said, everyone could come eat at my table. I have street creds. I have street creds of thousands of meals served to people who are intermarrying, children of intermarriage, and I do not discriminate. But to just, just to say that everything's okay, everything's fine, that Judaism, just go ahead and marry you want, oh, we have nothing of, of, of value to pass on, no. And so that's our challenge today. Who is going to stand up and be the Maccabee? Who's going to stand up and be unpopular and ruffle feathers and say, it's not okay. It's not okay that we are on the rate of close to 80% assimilation in America. Who's going to step up? Who's going to step up with Jewish Maccabee pride? You know who's going to step up? All of us. We all need to step up. And so as I record the longest podcast I've ever recorded, I will part 
with a blessing on this Zos Hanukkah, when we have power above the normal nature, when Hashem is blessing us, is that we should step up. We should get out of our Stockholm Syndrome and be, stop apologizing for being Jewish and stand up with Jewish Maccabee pride to say, I'm Jewish and I love being Jewish and there's something very special here and I'm not going to give it up and just the opposite. I'm going to fight with every fiber of my being to continue the Jewish people. God bless. Have a wonderful last day of Hanukkah. And I look forward to spending next week with you on Monday Motivation.